1: across
2: the gulf
3: south it's
2: 7 a.m
3: time to wake up on Capital community media
4: good morning you're listening to wake up on this beautiful friday morning and you're tuning your heart to the truth thanks so much for being with us i'm gabby smith along with alicia quibito hey alicia good morning good morning gabby it's friday I don't know how it got to be January 27th
5: already, but it is Friday, January 27th. (laughs) It's also the feast of St. Angela Marici. So let's start with prayer on this chilly Friday morning in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. May the Virgin St. Angela never fail to commend us to your compassion, O Lord, we pray that following the lessons of her charity and prudence and express it in what we do. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit, St. Angela Marici, pray for
4: us. Pray for us. We have some events in our listening area. We will give you details about from the Baton Rouge listening area to the Mississippi Gulf Coast. We are covering it all this morning. So stay tuned. That'll be in about eight minutes. In 18 minutes, Gary Zimak joins us. He's a Catholic author, speaker, and founder of Following the Truth. And today he's going to talk about what it means to let go of your fear. Wow, so I'll be taking some notes because sometimes <laughs> fear just creeps up. Of course, yep, I think <laughs> and, that's true for all of us, you know. I think so too. So, Gary has some wonderful insights on this. In 35 minutes, we have Jeff Young, the Catholic foodie, with a foodie topic. So, looking forward to his conversation. And in 48 minutes, Mark Herman joins us. He is part of the Men of the Immaculata, the conference, actually, the men's conference in Baton Rouge. And he's going to give us details on this event in February. And I have to say, men ladies if you're if you're listening and you think your husband or your boyfriend or your fiance would love to go to a conference like this do not wait <laughs> this right. event is so widely attended it sells out quickly mark's gonna give us details on this in 48 minutes so it's going to be a great show today, Alicia. Looking forward to it. it well, it will, Gabby.
5: And it, as we mentioned earlier, it is chilly outside. Uh, today will be partly cloudy, and it will continue to be, be chilly throughout the day. It'll warm up a little bit tomorrow. We'll see the highs in the mid to upper 50s today. Now, we are getting a little bit of uh, more rain this weekend and actually on Sunday. So we'll look for heavy rain and storms, not as stormy as it was earlier in the week, uh, to return on Sunday this time the rain will likely increase from the west in the morning hours and become more widespread in the afternoon through the evening uh, hours and and you know they it's they're looking at a, a an inch to two inches of rain uh north of interstate 10 and 12 uh, louisiana mississippi so just be aware of that if you have uh things to do errands to do things to do outside you probably want to do that saturday and not wait until sunday for that so temperatures in our area it is chilly in baton rouge at 33 degrees 32 degrees in Ponchatoula, Louisiana. New Orleans, our hot spot, at 48 degrees. Our friends in Luling are experiencing 41 degree temperatures this morning, and in Biloxi, Mississippi, 33 degrees. So it is chilly, a little, little damp out there, uh, but I think it'll be nice the next couple of days. There's a low chance of rain for Saturday night. I, I'm not even going to mention it uh, because it's definitely going <laughs> to rain on Sunday. So
1: we're just oh. enjoy
5: that sun while we can. Uh, it will be a little warmer on saturday so uh yeah get ready uh this weekend wine conference um it'll be a great great day so mm-hmm. we will uh, be back with some other events in our area but before that the gospel and the gospel reflection it is five minutes after the hour on wake up
0: Good Friday morning to you, I'm Father Chris Decker, and today's gospel comes to us from Mark chapter 4. Jesus said to the crowds, This is how it is with the kingdom of God. It is as if a man were to scatter seed on the land, and would sleep and rise night and day, and the seed would sprout and grow, he knows not how. Of its own accord the land yields fruit, first the blade, then the ear, then the full grain in the ear. And when the grain is ripe, he wields the sickle at once, for the harvest is come. He said, To what shall we compare the kingdom of God, or what parable can we use for it? It is like a mustard seed, that when it is sown in the ground, it is the smallest of all the seeds on the earth. But once it is sown, it springs up, and becomes the largest of plants, and puts forth large branches, so that the birds of the sky can dwell in its shade. With many such parables he spoke the word to them, as they were able to understand it. Without parables he did not speak to them but to his own disciples, he explained everything in private. We've heard the gospel, and now we reflect.
1: In today's seed parable, the focus directs us to the seed's intrinsic power to grow of its own accord. The sword literally scatters his seed, then goes on with his routine of his daily life. And then slowly and perceptively, the seed begins to sprout it's a natural miracle. The farmer does not know how this happens. Even today, with the tremendous advances in microbiology, life remains a mystery. Nor can the farmer control the process. According to its natural stages, the land yields fruit, first the blade, then the ear, then the full grain. The farmer can water, weed, and fertilize the ground as the months go on, but he cannot make the ripe grain appear a day before its appointed time. Forming requires key elements of trust and patience. Yet when the moment of the harvest arrives, the farmer must be ready with his sickle to reap it without delay. Jesus uses this parable to teach us that the kingdom of God is a divine work, not a human achievement. God brings about its growth, which at times is imperceptible. We cooperate, but we cannot control or hasten the arrival of the kingdom by our own efforts any more than the farmer can harvest the grain, let's say, in January. St. Paul understood this principle well, and so he wrote to the Corinthians, I planted, Apollos watered, but God caused the growth. Therefore, neither the one who plants nor the one who waters are anything, but only God who causes the growth. Every member or potential member of God's kingdom is being made ready for the harvest, which is, in the biblical image, the final judgment. Our spiritual growth in holiness and virtue is something God brings about through our cooperation with grace, sometimes amid our kicking and screaming. This parable is a great encouragement for those who think their efforts are fruitless. It's comforting to trust in God and not on ourselves. None of us can bring about the kingdom by our own efforts Projects are programs. Have a wonderful day. This is Jimmy Sagers.
4: Thank you, Father Chris Decker and Jimmy Sagers for today's Gospel and Reflection. Looking forward to some events in our listening area. We're going to start over on the Mississippi Gulf Coast this morning in the beautiful Bay St. Louis. Our Lady of the Gulf is excited along with Holy Trinity Catholic School, which is right there on Beach Boulevard if you've ever been to Bay St. Louis. They're inviting everyone to Coastal Charm, which is the largest fundraiser for the school in Bay St. Louis. Come join on February 4th from 6 to 10 p.m. at the early of the gulf community center which overlooks the gulf of mexico and is just steps away from old town this is the largest fundraiser for the school that provides needs and funds to the school it features live music food a night of fun includes a silent auction and a drawdown for a coastal adventure room featuring luxury experiences from the mississippi gulf coast and this is anything and everything you could possibly think of to have a blast Uh, on the coast. So it's valued over $10,000. Tickets can be purchased at our website at ccmedia.live in the calendar. You can find it on there. Again, that's Saturday, February 4th. That sounds like fun. Well, also happening Mm -hmm. Saturday, February 4th,
5: for people, women who are suffering from past abortion, experiencing the feelings of guilt, shame, and regret, you are not Alone, and there is hope. Entering Canaan is a post-abortion ministry, and the Diocese of Baton Rouge is hope is hosting a Women's Day of Prayer and Healing, and that is February 4th from 9 a.m. until 5 p.m. The location and inquiries are all confidential, just due to the personal nature of this experience. So, for more information and to register, you can call the Diocese at 225. 773-7845, 773-7845, or you can email Canaan at diobr.org. You can also find that on their website, diobr.org.
4: Mm-hmm. entering Canaan has helped so many women yes. and couples kind of navigate uh, this as well. So definitely take a look at that. While this is happening, the 25th and 50th wedding anniversary celebration is going to be taking place on February 19th at 2 p.m. with Bishop Michael Duca at St. Aloysius Catholic Church in Baton Rouge, honoring couples who have celebrated, like I said, their 20th, 50th, 65th or a longer wedding anniversary during the year of 2023 a reception will follow afterwards couples make sure that you contact the church parish office and let them know that you will be attending i love these masses because i love seeing who is the uh the longest married couple in the yes. audience and it's just so amazing to see That's awesome.
5: I love that. Well, here's another great thing that you're not going to want to miss. Catholic Community Media (laughs) and Father Chris Decker are setting sail for Advent at Sea. It's a four-night Western Caribbean cruise. That's December 7th through 11th of this year. It leaves from New Orleans and has one stop in Cozumel, Mexico. So that's a Thursday to a Monday. You get back early enough to make it into work a little late on Monday. So uh, you take Thursday and Friday off and have a wonderful time. So uh, that information is on ccmedia.live. Father Chris will be available. He will celebrate Mass every day. He will be available for uh, confessions and some spiritual direction. It'll be a fun time with your Catholic community media family so check that out at ccmedia.live it's all there on the homepage. page uh, reservations how to make the reservations deposits are due in the middle of February which you know February is just this next week so, yes. so there's just a couple of weeks for that so be sure to uh, make your reservations
4: Yes, definitely. Well, stay with us. Gary Zimek, Catholic author, speaker, and founder of Following the Truth, joins us when we come back from the break. We're talking about what it means to let go of your fear. It's going to be a great topic with Gary. It's 15 past the hour on Wake Up.
6: This is Franciscan Media's Saint of the Day for January 27th. Today we celebrate St. Angela Marici. In a vision, today's saint was told she would one day found a religious community. Angela Marici drew on her deep faith and her natural leadership qualities to make it happen. Early in life, she was appalled at the ignorance among poor children in her rural Italian village, especially their lack of religious training. She took it upon herself to give regular instructions to the neighborhood girls. Angela continued her work after moving to the more industrial town of Brescia. There she was aided by women with similar ideals. At age 57, Angela organized a dozen young women to help her in catechetical work. Several years later, the group, which had grown to 28, became the Company of St. Ursula. Members continued to live at home, wore no special habit, and took no formal vows though the early rule required they live lives of poverty, chastity, and obedience. After Angela's death in 1540, the company became a religious congregation of nuns living in convents. The Ursuline Sisters, the church's first teaching congregation of women, dedicated themselves to re-Christianizing family life through the solid Christian education of future wives and mothers. There's more about the saints along with inspiration and Catholic resources at our website, saintoftheday.org. From Franciscan Media, this has been Saint of the Day.
4: It is 19 past the hour on Wake Up. You're tuning your heart to the truth this morning. We're so glad to have you join us. I'm Gabby Smith, along with Alicia Cuebido, and our first guest for today is Gary Zimek. Gary is a Catholic author and speaker and founder of Following the Truth, And he joins us today to talk about an interesting topic, and I think something that we could all listen to at some point in time, especially today, what it means to let go of your fear. Good morning, Gary. Thank you so much for being with us today.
3: Gabby, it's great to be back with you. Thanks, as always, for having me on.
4: Absolutely. It's so great to have you with us again, and Happy New Year to you. It's been a while. (laughs) Tell us a little bit about this topic, Gary. Yes.
3: Well, you know... You know, Gabby, you asked me a couple days ago, what do you want to talk about this time? And as it turns out, since about a week before Christmas, I've been sick. We started with COVID. It went through the house. Everybody else recovered. Then I developed bronchitis. And it it hasn't been until this week that I started really turning the corner and, you know, feeling better. But during that process, you know, I, I want to talk about letting go of your fear as you As you know, we've talked about it before. This is going to be my busiest Lent ever. I've got seven Give Up Worry for Lent Parish missions lined up. We kick off in mid-February. And and in the back of my mind, as I'm coughing and as every day I don't seem to be getting better, all I keep thinking of is, oh, no, we're getting closer to the missions. What if I never get better? You know, start playing that what-if game. And, and I'm the guy who speaks out against overcoming worry. I help people to, to be calm and to trust in Jesus, and here I am in the middle of the storm. And I'm struggling to reel in my thoughts. And I thought this would be a great topic, because I want everybody listening to know that letting go of your fear—of course, that's the, top, that's the title of my latest book, Let Go of Your Fear—letting go of your fear in the midst of the storm doesn't necessarily mean that you will feel better, that you will feel better right away. Turning your fear over to the Lord and saying, Lord, help me, doesn't necessarily mean you will feel instantly better, and you're never going to have that anxiety in you. What it means is that gradually, and sometimes it happens quickly, but gradually, Jesus is going to give you the grace you need to make it better, and eventually, to some degree, your peace will be restored. But I, want, I, I wanted to make it clear, just so anybody listening knows, that this is not a magic formula. Just because you you turn to the Lord in prayer doesn't mean necessarily overnight all of your fears will be wiped away. It is a process, and, and, you know, a lot of us have been worrying for a long time, and it takes takes time. So what I would say if anybody is struggling with this today, as I've been, to just keep turning to Jesus. Just keep asking for that help, And, and just remember that, you know, sometimes it takes a little time for that storm inside of you or outside of you to go away.
4: Absolutely. Gary, you and I have talked about this for years. My struggle is I don't really think about what has happened in the past. I always think about what could happen in the future, which is uh, not a good thing. You know, my anxiety, we've talked about this before, and I know a lot of people think about this and and struggle with this too. I have found myself, there have been weeks where I have found myself in the Adoration Chapel every single day (laughs) for quite some time because that's where I have found peace. There's something about that place, you know, and at first you're like, okay, I have to drive there or I have to, you know, I have to get there. You know, it's kind of like trying to go to the gym, like getting there is the hardest part. But once you're there, you don't want to leave. You know, and that's where that's right. I have found peace. and, and it, But it can be kind of difficult, I think, or a challenge, maybe if you haven't been to the Adoration Chapel in a while, or even talked, had a conversation with God and, and given it to Him and say, I can't do this alone. I really need your help right that's
3: now. Right. And that's what He's waiting for. And you know, Gabby, I had this conversation with my, we- my wife a couple of days ago, because she struggled, too, with this. You know, it seems like we've all been sick for so long, and we just wonder, is this mm-hmm. ever going to get any better? And, and what we what we realized, <clears throat> what we realized is that, and, and what I said to her, is that I think the Lord uses mm-hmm. my anxiety sometimes to keep me closer to Him. Because n- more than yeah. anything else, right, more than anything else, I want to be free from fear. I don't even want to be able to, I don't want to worry about the future. I don't want to, I just want to be free from fear. And, you know, sometimes the Lord knows that, if he takes away all of my fear, all of my anxiety, I might not remember him as much as I should. So you talk about going to the chapel every day. You're doing that because you've got a problem in your life. You're doing that because your back is against the wall. You're doing it because you realize you can't do this by yourself, and you turn to the Lord. That's exactly what he did with St. Paul, who realized, when mm-hmm. I'm weak, that's when I'm strong, you know? And, and sometimes he allows that thorn in the flesh, in my case, anxiety, to exist so that I can stay close to Him, and I also believe so that I personally can help other people. That's why He lets me go through what I go through, because this is not a bunch of talk for me. This is I struggle with this, but you know what? It's worth persevering, as you said. Make the effort. Connect with the Lord, and He will, in some way, make the situation better.
4: Absolutely. I think it's important to talk about it, because it's not... You know, taboo to say, Oh, I struggle with anxiety or I struggle with, um, you know, worry and stuff like this. And whether it's going to therapy or going to the adoration chapel or anything that helps, you know, prayer, everyone is different. But talking about this and saying we are in this together, and Gary, you have so many wonderful resources as well that we can turn to, uh, especially with Lent around the corner. Kind of tell us what we can find on your website because you are very candid with your anxiety and and struggle as
3: well. Well, thank you, Gabby. On my website, I have uh, a link to uh, all of my books that are available, including Give Up Worry for Lent, which has sold out every year. It's still in <laughs> stock now, but every year it manages to sell out. Um, as well as you can sign up for my daily email reflection, which is called Let Not Your Heart Be Trouble. That's free of charge. And links to my, my, my daily five-minute podcast as well. But Gabby, I want to mention one more thing, A month from today, February 27th, I'll be kicking off a Give Up Worry for Lent parish mission at Mary Queen of Peace in Mandeville. So I'm coming back to town. I had a problem last year. The last year I visited, (laughs) for some reason, I couldn't get any crawfish. And Uh and I know David Dawson was trying to help me out. (laughs) This year, i got to get some.
4: That's a a serious problem.
3: Notice if if, if anybody can help (laughs) Yes,
4: it is. Gary, you know whenever you you visit uh, South Louisiana, you have a whole plate full of wonderful dishes. And I know it's Lent, so we have to kind of be choosy and careful with that. Uh, but you're in South Louisiana, so I think Dave's probably already making the order for that crawfish. But I know, <laughs> I know Gary, you... Well real quick for those who who are listening who are a part of parishes can they still contact you if they want you to speak at their parish during lent
3: You know I have to say lent is completely booked up this year I I've, I've, I'm every week wow. before lent right up until holy week I'm busy but I could speak the rest of the year so um you know I'm, I have openings for the remainder of the year so following the com is the place to go I, I can't come to Louisiana enough. I'm just saying that, you know. <laughs> Once a year is not enough for me. I
4: agree. You're such a and smart you welcome anytime. I know, <laughs> <laughs> Gary, Gary, I know you have to go. You're a busy guy. Gary's a Catholic author, speaker, and founder of Following the Truth. Where can we go to find more information about you and check out your books?
3: The best place is my website, FollowingTheTruth.com.
4: Great. Gary, thank you so much for being with us. Gary Zemek, definitely check that out, followingthetruth.com. Thank you so much, and have a great rest of your Friday and a wonderful weekend.
3: Thank you, Gabby. Great being all with you. Thanks, Alicia, too. Talk to you next time. (laughs) Bye-bye.
5: Okay, that's a problem. We We need to be better hosts when he comes to town. We could have at least found something to make some crawfish etouffee. I'm sure there was crawfish somewhere.
4: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, you know, now we're prepared, we know, so we can plan on that. That's right. I remember Gary came to Louisiana, she, he was in Baton Rouge when uh, Lewis was here and we went to the, another broken egg um, and oh my gosh I think Lewis just kept ordering food for Gary and I felt so bad <laughs> he was just overwhelming amount of food you know and well, it was just so win, wonderful win in Rome you Gabby know? win in Rome <laughs> I, that's love right. that's right. I love it I love it you never leave hungry whenever you visit Catholic Unity <laughs> Media that's, right. uh, that's what we have heard so I love that but real quick Alicia you can hear the Gary Zimak show every Saturday morning at 10 on CC Media. That's 10.30 Central Time for those who are not in the Central Time area. So Gary's Zemeck Show every Saturday morning at 10.30. But Gary, the wonderful thing I love about Gary is that he's so honest and open about his struggles. Yes. The good days and the bad days and the flip-flops and Sometimes right. we're human and we experience that, and we're not perfect. So that's, right, that's what I love about learning from him. You know, I wanted to point out that if you go
5: to followingthetruth.com, you can sign up for daily email messages from Gary, and they're quick reads, uh, quick reflection. It's not anything I know all of us have. Full, full in boxes, but uh, getting a message from Gary gives you a little hope, a little, a, just a little, uh, a, a shot of hope for the day. And I would really suggest it's very easy to, to follow up. It is free, although uh, it is his ministry, and so making a donation uh, to help him pay for, as we know, all these streaming fees, everything is very expensive. So, uh, so check him out at followingthetruth.com, and right there on the homepage, you can sign up for these daily reflections uh, and. It will definitely be worth your time. to So check that out.
4: Yes, most definitely. And we know we were talking about Lent. It is just around the corner. So if you have a Lenten event happening in your church parish, you can send it to us for free at our website at ccmedia.live. Click on events and news, and click on submit your event. If you have those fish fries that are every Friday or every other Friday, send it to us. We post it for every day that you will have it don't want to miss those events. Those are my favorites and each one is unique and different. <laughs> mm-hmm. so <laughs> stay with us. Jeff Young the Catholic foodie joins us when we come back from the break. it's half past the hour I'll wake up.
5: Good morning. It's 35 minutes after the hour. Thanks for joining us on Catholic Community Radio where you are tuning your heart to the truth. I'm Alicia Quibido with Gabby Smith, and it is 35 minutes after the hour. We're joined on this Foodie Friday by our friend Jeff Young. He is the producer and founder of the Catholic Foodie blog and podcast. He's also the author of Around the Table with the Catholic Foodie Middle Eastern Cuisine. Good morning, Jeff Young.
2: Good morning. It's always great. It's like thirty-five past, thirty-five past the hour, but I think it's like thirty-five degrees too. I goodness so.
5: gracious! I think yes. so. And just, just a little. Uh, you, if you missed the weather report, it's much warmer in New Orleans than it is here in Baton Rouge. So it's even <laughs> chillier. It's below thirty-five after the hour here. <laughs> so.
2: Oh goodness! Yeah, it's
5: like forty-four here. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah! It's chilly. It's chilly. But okay, Jeff inquiring minds want to know what's your favorite tool in the kitchen
2: oh gosh favorite tool oh that's uh well it's probably going to be my knife
5: oh, okay I mean, oh that's,
2: smart that's that's probably the thing uh uh that I like most and also the thing I take care of most Ah. you know it's um when you I, I guess the why if you want to know why mm-hmm. I, I think for for years and years and years probably decades I I may do with like Whatever was handy,
5: yeah, and
2: uh, didn't really put a whole lot of thought into my knife, and so I, I never had anything that was like really a really good knife. I didn't have a really yes. good knife that 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 is yeah. just so, makes everything so much easier. All right. And so yeah. um, it wasn't until much later that I finally invested in one. That, that's the reason I never had it. It costs so much money.
5: It does. Know? They do. They and I do.
2: invested in one, and once I did, I was my eyes were open like Mm -hmm. oh my goodness this is not only does it make everything easy but this is fun you know so but you gotta (laughs) take care of it and so that's like the one thing even today my kids will they kind of joke around about it. It's like, watch out for dad's knife. You know, <laughs> it doesn't go in the sink. It doesn't go in the dishwasher. Oh, it my goodness. Put away Ooh. immediately. You know,
5: that. of course. Uh, Jeff, one of these days I have got you have got to meet my son, Stephen, because I think y'all are kindred spirits. I We I have had always <laughs> lovely, you know, German knives that I thought were great knives. And um and then once Stephen got into cooking and learning more, he's like, mom, I have to have this certain knife. And I was like, really, Stephen, come on you know so he has his own set of (laughs) knives now and every now and again he walks in the kitchen and he's like mom you're not using a plastic cutting board are you you've got to use wood mom if you're going to use my knife and like all the directions of using those (laughs) knives but let me tell you I never thought that a good knife made such a difference in the kitchen it's oh, yeah. it's amazing. Oh, yeah. I, it may sound silly to yeah. some people, but it is a huge, huge mm-hmm. time saver. It it makes a huge difference. You're absolutely right. I agree, and uh, Stephen convinced me of that. So, <laughs> so Jeff, <Well>,
2: even <laughs> when you go ahead, I mean, even when, there's just certain things that you can do with a knife that you know. It's like, why do you need to have like a a, a garlic press?
0: Right. Yeah. I mean,
2: granted, there are some times where you can have certain things that help out in the kitchen, mm-hmm. you know, but you could do so much. I mean, even, even kind of like cracking your garlic, uh, toes, I guess some people like to call them, right. <laughs> yes. You can do that with that the butt of the knife, yes. you know, and you, you kind of get busy, mm-hmm. go to work and it, it's, the knife makes it so much easier. Uh, all those little gadgets, a little extra things, sometimes just get in the way and cost too much money too.
5: Well, you're right. You're right. We were talking about, uh, the difference between having, a. a a tool in your kitchen that is only for one specific purpose or a tool like a great knife that you can use for multi-purposes and, and the difference it makes of you know storage and cleaning. And then I find that those things that I buy for one purpose, I, I never can remember where I put them because I don't use them oh, enough. That's right. That's true.
2: Yeah. It's funny. Cause uh, one of my, I guess, uh, I don't know if you want to call him a culinary hero or whatever, but for years and years I loved Alton Brown and oh, Eats. Yes. And, you know, that, that show. And uh, he used to always talk about that. It was like a big gripe of his, the, mul- mm-hmm. the unitasker versus the multitasker, right? Mm-hmm. And he would joke about um, how the only unitasker he wants in his kitchen is a fire extinguisher. <laughs>
1: That's right.
2: <laughs> which makes sense. Yeah. Right? Makes sense. You're not going to use that for anything else. Well, I guess if. You know, if somebody's like breaking into your kitchen and you want to knock them out with a the, the fire go. extinguisher, you could do that. That'd That's be multitasking. True. But That's true. That skill for that, most skill part, is for it's that too. Fire. Right? Right. But it's, it's right. You can use your pots and pans. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> you know, the thing about those gadgets is they cost money, Mhm. first of all. And it's like, you're why spend extra money on something you don't really need? Yes that is just gonna clutter up your kitchen or your pantry or your cabinets. Mm-hmm. And you know, those two reasons, first of all, second of all, thirdly, when you need them, you can't find them. Exactly. You know, so it's like, <laughs> a, it's, a total, it's a total waste. And so he likes to make fun of that stuff. And yes. I will say there are certain things that uh, over time I have sort of accepted, but you could say that they really are multitask, like a rice cooker as an example. Yes. I mean, for years and years, I would never... Why have a rice cooker? I, I cook right. rice on a stove. Yep. You know, and a I knew how to do it. And I did it, and it came out perfectly every time. Yep. Um mm-hmm. But I will confess, you know, the last few years, we've had a rice cooker. And when it's, you know, you're multitasking in the kitchen, and you get that rice cooker going, sometimes that's that's
5: a blessing. It is. And it frees you know? up a burner. Yes. If you've got a lot going on, it'll free up a burner. So I do like a rice cooker, that's too. right. My son right. makes... Um, Uh, California rolls. And so to make that sushi rice, having that rice cooker makes a difference.
2: Uh, Yes, absolutely. And we do a lot of rice, and so it makes sense to have it. But there's another thing that um, we got, and this is something that I don't even know if they make them anymore. It's kind of probably ancient. (laughs) I think this is something that my mother-in-law had ordered years and years ago, probably from TV, (laughs) uh, or off the TV, right, and that Mm -hmm. we somehow acquired. <laughs> um, it's like a, it's a chopper. Okay. okay. It's a chopper. You chop veggies with it. It's sort of, I think even the name of it, which I can't remember, but it's something like alligator. And so this oh, is sure. like, imagine the mouth, the shape of an alligator, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's rectangular, but there's a hinge at the end where the jaw would be. And so that thing opens up. Oh, you can take a, a half of an onion or half of a, a bell pepper or even potatoes. We've done potatoes like this, half a potato, put it on the bottom piece. Which is like a grid, mm, okay, and to hold, try to hold it in place, and then you you push your, the top, you pull that top down, mm-hmm. and then you got to pl- apply a bunch of pressure, and it just boom, yeah. the blades go right through okay, it, and it, that's and it makes a loud snapping sound, and it it does perfectly diced onions, really? uh, potatoes. Yeah. If you want to like fry some crispy potatoes or something, perfect. Huh. But it, yeah. it it flies all over the kitchen when you do the, the big <laughs> pressure, you know, flies all over the kitchen. <clears throat> and then half the time you can't find all the pieces that fit together.
0: Right. Also. You know, so
2: sometimes in a pinch, I'll pull that thing out, right? Because sure. it, it can make quick work of, um, well, I say it make quick work.
0: Mm-hmm, it but-
2: chops through those things, but then it takes me extra time to clean up all the pieces from right. all over the place. Right. Right. <laughs> to yes. get my, my trinity going for the gumbo or something.
5: Yeah. Yeah. Now, don't you think with your really great knife, um, you can, you can get that. It's amazing how quickly my son can chop, uh, knowing the right, uh, like the right method or the right way to hold your knife. Um, you can get that done. Um, Even with a knife, I seem to get the onions on the floor, but anyway, um, that's another story. (laughs) And that's true.
2: And that's true, but here's the kicker or here's the trick, right? The trick is practice. Uh You know, if you have a really good knife, it can make quick work, but it's, it's one of those things where if you're, if you're cooking on a regular basis, mm-hmm. I mean, you have to practice. I don't know if, if you ever saw the, the movie uh, uh, Julia, Julia and Julie, Julia and Julia, whatever yes. it is. Oh, I uh, love that movie. Yep, yep. That one scene with Julia Child in the kitchen with like a mountain of onions, and she's practicing, right?
5: Yeah, Chopping
2: onions. That's what it takes. Not that you necessarily have to do, do that much do that? at one time. But right. if you really want to get good at anything, it demands practice,
5: and practice. so you got to do it. Practice. Well, I also often think, and I think we've talked about this maybe before. Having young children, uh, Ratatouille, when when he starts in the kitchen and he's chopping really <laughs> slow, and and she says, yep. uh, you know, that's good if you're you're in your mom's kitchen, but we're in a restaurant, and she cuts that that onion so quickly and gets it in the pan. And I'm working on that still. All these years that I'm cook that I've been cooking. Still working on that, but uh, Stephen's given me a given me a, a hint about how to do that. So, Jeff Young, it's always a pleasure to visit with you. Let our listeners know where they can find out more about you and where they can order your book.
2: Uh, catholicpretty.com is a digital hub. You can find me there on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And uh, the book's available where Catholic books are sold, and also uh, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, all those places.
5: Excellent. Thanks so much. Have a wonderful weekend. Stick around. Mark Herman is joining us to talk about Men of the Immaculata Conference. It's 15 minutes before the hour on Wake Up. Good morning. It's 12 minutes before the hour. Thanks for tuning in to Catholic Community Radio. I'm Alicia Quibido with Gabby Smith, and we are joined in our Baton Rouge studio by our friend Mark Herman. He is a member of the Executive Board of the Men of the Immaculata Men's Conference in Baton Rouge. Good morning, Mark.
7: Good morning. Glad to be here this morning.
5: It's always great to have you here. And this conference just blows us away every year let's let's go back 2027 2017 was That's your first right. year right 20,
7: 2017 was the first year uh we actually had it over at sacred heart so this is our seventh year of the conference this is our sixth year at saint george so we're blessed that um we did so well in that first conference at, at sacred heart that we really needed a bigger space and it was the same time that saint george was being completed so we and, and with all the technology that they have at saint george um we feel the Holy Spirit really built that church right. specifically for this conference. Yeah, sure. But um, you know, it all started in 2017. It was a, a group of guys that came together from all different parts of the diocese. Really, tell you the truth, a lot of us didn't even know each other before we came together. Wow! Um, it was really uh, after about ten plus years of prayer um, by many guys in our board, as well as Father Miles Walsh, who uh, who really prayed for uh, prayed for. A men's conference. He was uh, really feeling the wow. the need for uh, a group to get together to uh, really foster the spirituality of men, um, particularly in the, the battle that we're in right now, the spiritual battle. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the fruits in the foundation were laid through groups like that. Man is you and and a lot of other men's ministries, but there was really no uh, central point where everybody could come together once a year. Um, basically kind of uh, to really, really fellowship, um, get recharged, re-energized, and then go back out to their individual parishes right. to, to promote the men's ministry within their parishes. So we're not looking to replace uh, parish-based ministry. We're looking to really energize and mm-hmm. infuse it with the Holy Spirit. And uh, there's no better time to do this than the first Saturday of Lent. So it really helps us get everybody recharged and, and focused on the mission. And that's really to uh, to be better men, to be better fathers, husbands, and uh, spiritual leaders in our family and in our community.
5: That's awesome. You know, I-, I love that there's this conference. It seems like as women, when we get together for coffee, sometimes the conversation ends up being about our faith. M- men don't have that opportunity or just it, it just doesn't happen so organically for men i think and so having this uh conference is such a great way when my husband went the first year in 2017 he literally i don't know it started at 8 a.m it's like 7:50, and he texts me alicia this is the best thing ever like you know it hadn't even begun and he he uh, was overwhelming for him so many wonderful highlights over the years that he's gone but having all of the men participating during mass and praying the rosary together are the things that really really stuck with him.
7: It's really just, it's really awesome yeah. and I think you know we always feel like probably one of the main reasons that that guys love sports and love love getting together and tailgating is not as much the game although you know love the competition but it's really the ability to fellowship and come together. And this gives guys the opportunity to come together in fellowship around Jesus Christ mm-hmm. and around our faith. Uh, and, and like you said, it, it brings guys together that maybe aren't talking about this on an everyday basis. It's yes. really easy to talk about their jobs, or professions, the weather, sports. Um, and it really gives them a really uh, place where they can see the commonality of our faith. Mm-hmm. I'm always amazed when I go, I see so many guys there that I didn't even know they were Catholic, much less, you know, really on fire for their faith. And then later on in the workplace or... In the community, you see them, and you have that bond built because yes. you've, you've uh, had fellowship with them at the conference.
5: So, Mark, that, that leads me to my next question. Can men attend who are not Catholic?
7: They certainly can. They certainly can. Now, our our, our focus, again, is on the Eucharist and the real presence of the Eucharist. So, um, But at the same time, um, you don't have to be Catholic. You don't have to be a member of a parish. It's really a matter of getting together. Uh, and, and witnessing uh, mm-hmm. to uh, the love of Jesus Christ and the Christian faith, so all uh, all of our Christian brothers are, are invited to to That's attend, awesome. and I think we'd all get a lot out of the conference. That's
5: awesome. So so uh, reservations have already started. Tickets have already gone on sale, and y'all have, have are probably surpassing where you've been at this point. Yeah, in we're past- we're
7: at five hundred. So uh, mm-hmm. we typically uh, have on sale in the eight to nine hundred range, um, and, and usually have about a thousand guys there when you include our our priests and and uh, students and, and seminarians and others that come so um, we're right there at the halfway mark if not a little bit beyond it uh, where we usually are with one month out uh, tickets go fast that last month
3: right.
7: <laughs> as people start realizing it's here and uh and lent is right upon us so we would encourage everybody to go to men of the or catholicmenbr.com. You can also go directly to Eventbrite and search on uh, Catholic Men's Conference or Men of the Immaculata, and it'll bring you right there because it's one of the more popular events right now uh, in the Baton Rouge area for ticket sales.
5: That's awesome. So it's Saturday, February 25th at St. George Catholic Church in Baton Rouge, Um, and you can make those reservations, as Mark said, at catholicmenbr.org
7: dot com, dot yep. com sorry. or men of the immaculata dot com
5: dot com okay and so give us a, a little bit tell us about the rundown because you always have mm-hmm. awesome speakers tell us tell us about this year
7: definitely and and every year it's different we got some some surprises mm-hmm. for for people uh, to to come um, we've got some excellent speakers uh, some a little bit of different flavor this year we've got uh, Peter Burak who actually is with Renewal Ministries uh, he's a, an incredible speaker um really going to talk about you know, being on fire for the Lord. And specifically this year, uh, in going, we actually came up with this before uh, Pope Francis uh, <laughs> declared the Eucharistic <laughs> revival. So we always say that, you know, the Pope looks to us to figure out what, what we're going to be really doing in the next few years. But um, our whole conference, really for the next three years, is going to be focused on the Eucharist. So all of our speakers, Peter Burak, uh, Renewal ministry, Sam Blair, who's an ex-Navy SEAL, Um, So he's going to talk about, you know, a lot about spiritual leadership, but also do it in the context of the Eucharist. And this year, um, being it's the first year of three years, we're going to talk about uh, preparing to encounter the Lord. Uh, So it's going to be a lot about preparation. um, And and we can encounter the Lord in, in the sacrament of the Eucharist. But we need to make sure our hearts are prepared, our souls are prepared. So we're really going to focus a lot on reconciliation. One of the surprises this year that I'll, I'll reveal is uh-huh. the fact that we're going to be extremely blessed to have in everybody's man bag, the, the pocket guide to recon, to reconciliation oh, nice. that Father Josh Johnson and, and Father Mike Schmitz put together with that's Ascension. Awesome. They were able to give us an incredible uh, deal on that to be able to offer that to the men. We really think that's going to be an incredible spiritual blessing. Of course, we have Father Jeff Bahi, who we all love and mm-hmm. is going to do just such an amazing job of really bringing all this together. Uh, and then Chef John Fulce, the bishop with Mass. Uh, and the incredible part about this year is for our rosary uh, after lunch, mm-hmm. it's actually going to be a Eucharistic procession oh, with, with the bishop uh, around the St. George campus. So
0: wow. um,
7: we're, we're really awesome. excited on how all this is coming together, particularly centered around uh, the Eucharist and the and the, the sacraments, um, and that's what makes this as much of a conference, but it really is much of a, a retreat uh, around the sacraments as, as anything.
5: Okay, guys, get ready. Men of the Immaculata Conference in Baton Rouge. You don't have to be from Baton Rouge. Uh, go to catholicmenbr.com or menoftheimmaculata.com to make your reservations today. It is February 25th. You don't want to miss this. Uh, prepare to encounter the Lord. I thought we would close the show today, Gabby, with the Holy Spirit prayer of Saint Augustine, uh, Augustine, from your website, Mark. So let's be, let's close with prayer in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. Breathe on me, O Holy Spirit, that my thoughts may be holy. Act on me, O Holy Spirit, that my work too may be holy. Draw my heart, O Holy Spirit, that I love but what is holy. Strengthen me, O Holy Spirit, to defend all that is holy. Guard me then, O Holy Spirit, that I may always be holy. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.
4: Amen. Thank you so much for being with us today. We'll catch you back here Monday at 7 a.m. Central Time. We're kicking off Catholic Schools Week. Dr. Raynell Houston, Superintendent of Catholic Schools in the Archdiocese of New Orleans, Alan Migliorato, and Deacon Bob Evans. Have a wonderful Friday and a great weekend. God bless.
1: is a
3: production of Catholic Community Media.